Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. All right, is it okay if I start off with a little story? You know, Christmas was, you know, Christmas was almost a month ago. Isn't that wild? Like a whole month. We're almost, we're like kind of getting into the tail end of January. Like, what is that? And, um, you know, I had an awesome Christmas, spent time with friends, family, spent some time with, you know, some of our church community, and it was really beautiful, got some beautiful gifts. Um, But my favorite gift, my favorite Christmas gift that I have received ever, um, which I think is funny because one of the things that Pastor Matt brought up on youth camp is the fact that he did not like science in high school and he particularly hated learning about plants. Hilarious, right? But I'm going to rep it for all my science people and all my plant people and just say, I love plants. Anyone here love plants? I love plants. So my housemate decided that she would uh, select the best gift ever and it was a, it was a ficus fig. You know what a ficus fig is? Yeah, I got some. Yeah, there you go. You know, you know. They're beautiful, great indoor plants. They can be a little bit temperamental. You've got to take care of them. But in general, they're a great addition to your home. So she, you know, she brought me this ficus fig and I thought, little fikey, we are going to get along great. You know, we're going to get along fine. You, you know, you're great. You know, you make the atmosphere nice. Plants always make the atmosphere nice. Um, you know, fresh air. So I thought, I'm going to take great care of you. I gave him some great real estate in my room where he get plenty of light, water him, chop off his droopy leaves so, you know, so that he can really expand and, you know, thought we're going to have a beautiful life together. And, um, you know, with all great plant stories, there we, turn, we get a little complication, right? So last winter, I noticed that, you know, little Fikey wasn't looking his usual perky self. And I thought, mate, you know what you need? I've got you. You need a holiday, you need a holiday. I've got just the thing. So I thought, I know what I'll do. I picked him up. I took him out to my balcony. I thought, you know, fresh air, bit of extra sunlight, you know, a bit closer to his native friends who are still, you know, outdoors before they've been potted. You know, good for community, really important for mental, emotional health. And I thought, this will, this will take care of you. And, you know, I close the screen door and I think, you know, I've, I've done my good deed. I'm good Samaritan over here. Enjoy. But it seems that Fikey partied a little too hard on the balcony. And uh, unfortunately, you ready, Asher? Unfortunately, he came back from the party looking a little bit like this. I'm so sorry, Casey. Yeah, I know. Don't look. Don't look. Can everyone see? And hence... Fikey took on his new identity as a stick. (laughs) How unfortunate. (laughs) You know, I'm telling a fun story, but you know who else likes to tell fun stories that involve nature? Like Jesus. And in the scripture, we see so many examples of, uh, of the Lord explaining truth to us through using examples. He does it through parables. And in particular, he has a a particular, um, it seems to happen a lot where humans and humanity are compared to plants. He used it to explain truth to us. And so I feel, like, um, I feel like the assignment that he's given me tonight is to pull out some of these truths and to uh, maybe bring some clarity and get you thinking about some things in your, in your walk with God. And, um, you know, I, many of you know me, but many of you may not also, but my, my heart cry is that we be a people who walk in the ways of King Jesus. My heart cry is that we be a people of the kingdom, 
that Jesus came, he didn't just came to, he didn't just come to um, be a good teacher and he didn't just come to, you know, give us good instruction, but he actually came to proclaim a kingdom that he intended to establish on earth through his people. And he is continuing to establish that now. So my heart cries that would be a people who establish his kingdom in everything that we do. Amen. All right. So um, you know what? It's a youth and young adult takeover. So I thought, you know, how can I engage the youth? And what is more engaging than a game? I invented a game and this game is called, wait for it, Secret Psalm. Whoa, I know, like that alliteration. It's called Secret Psalm. And I don't know if you got your slides sorted out back there. Are we on the slides? Okay. So what I'm going to do, don't put up the slide yet, is I'm going to put up a random verse of Scripture. It is from the Psalms. And I want you, using whatever means possible, to identify which Psalm this verse comes from. You'll automatically see a connection to um, to the plant theme that's happening, all right? And when you, get the, when you get the psalm that it's from, I want you to jump up and make a whole lot of noise. Are you ready? Oh, come on, are you ready? Yeah. Do not leave me hanging. All right, let's get that verse up. That person is like a tree. Oh, we got some people. Okay, all right, stay standing. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prospers. Okay, who stood up first? Look around, who stood up first? Oh, we got some people back here. Okay. Oh, very good. I like it. You gotta have a bit of fight in the kingdom, you know? All right, what psalm is it from? It is, it is Psalm 1. Can we give him a clap? Woo! Our winners of the inaugural secret psalm competition. What are your names? Alan and Rowena? Awesome. Well done, Alan and Rowena, who know the Psalms. Did you have to look it up or did you know it off by heart? They know this one. Do you know the whole scripture off by heart? Ooh, that's so good. Genesis to Revelation. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. The thing is, you could, the funny thing about that is you could never get them to prove it. You know, who's got 60 hours to get them to prove it? So anyway, praise the Lord. Okay, so... Let's take a look at this scripture, hey? Hallelujah. So, I believe that he wants us to be a community that's strong in him, hey? I really do. Let's take a look. Once again, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. These are the kind, this is a a metaphor, the kind of people and the kind of community that God wants us to be. Think about it. He wants us to be a people who are strong in Him. He wants us to be a people who are fruitful in every season. It's a good word. People who don't wither, who don't get knocked over by, you know, everything that comes their way in life. And hello, some things can come our way in life, don't they? Sometimes fire comes, sometimes trial comes, makes us want to droop. But He wants us to be a people who don't get knocked over by the issues of life. And whatever we put our hand to is prospers because of him. Every, every pursuit, everything we put our hand to, carrying God's presence and God's spirit, God's purposes, and we can prosper in them. Amazing. What an amazing promise for this community. What an amazing thing that he wants to establish through us is that we be this kind of people. Not this kind of people, right? I feel like he's going to snap before the end of the night. Ooh, I don't know. 
So I don't know about you, but I want to see these other verses because uh, God is, He's so good. He's a great Father. He gives us some great instruction on how we can fulfill the call that He's placed on us. We all know that. And even though this is an Old Testament Scripture, yeah, and we're a New Covenant people, I understand that. We can still take so much, we can glean so much truth and so much wisdom from the whole, um, the whole measure of Scripture There's so many things that we can draw from. So how about we look at it from verse one? You ready? Yeah, let's take a look. All right, from verse one. Psalm one, verse one. Okay, let's read together. If you wanna read along in your own Bible, that's fine, or you can read along the screen. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, heavy, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. And we've come this far. Let's finish it off. Not so the wicked. They are like shaft that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Ooh, (laughs) right? Okay, can we go back up to verse one? Let's take a look. So my first point for you tonight, my first thing that I feel to share is distinction. Distinctify, apparently, (laughs) is distinction. (laughs) As a community, as a people following God, throughout the whole narrative of Scripture, from Genesis right through to Revelation, you know, from Adam and Eve, Abraham, you know, the, the tribes of Israel, to people following and walking with Jesus, to the new covenant church that we're all a part of. He calls us to be a people who are distinct from the world around us. We're called to distinction. And, you know, when we first take a look at this verse, it could kind of be like, yeah, that's so obvious. Like, don't, you know, don't do bad stuff and don't like hang out with bad people who you're under the, you know, you're getting influenced by. It's like, yeah, okay, thank you, God. I understand, you know. But, you know, the Bible is, is such a sophisticated work. And um, oftentimes I think I'm, I'm challenged to just look beyond the obvious and to sit with Scripture and go, okay, Lord, like what is it that you, what are the layers of understanding that you want to bring to us, you know? And so let's take a quick look at this. First of all, let's look at this definition of wicked. Don't walk in step with the wicked. Um, The biblical definition of wicked in this case. Now, I don't know about you, but when I see that word wicked, I think like, I think like witches and like, ah, you know, that sort of thing. It's like the imagery that comes to mind is kind of like wicked the musical or witches and things like that. But hang on, what is, you know, let's make sure we understand what is God actually saying when he uses this word. So let me find that definition for you. The definition of wicked is this, a mental disregard for justice, righteousness, truth, honour, virtue, evil in thought, depravity, or sinfulness. The definition of wicked, a mental disregard for justice, righteousness, truth, honour, virtue, evil in thought, depravity, and sinfulness. Don't walk in step with the wicked. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Doesn't sound like the, the walk that Jesus wants us to have. But let's take a look. What are the three stances? So we're looking at the first verse of Scripture, of Psalm 1. And there's three actual stances that are noted here. So let's take a look. Don't walk. Everyone say walk. Walk. Can start with the wicked. Don't stand. Say stand. And don't. I didn't even have to tell you. Amazing. Don't sit in the company of mockers. 
So I think like, you know, the Bible, sometimes I feel like the Bible, well, it does. The Bible knows me and knows humanity better than we know ourselves, right? And it's super insightful about, you know, some of the behavior of humans and the human condition. So let's see what's going on here, right? And um, here's what I'd like to draw your attention to. Walking, standing, and sitting. Can you see the sequence? Walk, stand, sit. And here's what this might look like, right? We're going for, remember, keep distinction in mind. So if let's just say that our walk, like we're on fire for Jesus, we're walking really distinct, but then I, I kind of just start blending in. You know, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not really doing the wrong thing, but I'm just kind of, I'm blending. There might be some like light compromise or, you know, it's just a bit painful to stand out all the time as a Christian. I'm just like starting to blend in. I'm walking. And I start walking in a step that kind of doesn't look as distinct as Jesus would want us to do. You know, what can happen is sometimes we get to like a standstill. I'm walking along and I'm going to standstill. I look around and go, this does not look like the life that God wants me to have. You know, I'm walking along, not distinct. And I look around and go, oh my gosh. Something's not right here. Now, if we keep on that trajectory, as people keep on that trajectory and don't make it an adjustment, then what can happen is the next step is like sitting down in that spot. And not only is it not the life that God has for you, but it kind of goes up a notch and can actually become sitting in a place of like mockery. When we think of mockery, what do you think of? Being cynical, critical. Oh, God's not, yeah, oh, I got that promise last week. Oh, great. Another prophetic word about being blessed. <laughs> Think about it, right? There's a cynicism and a criticism that, that I guess the enemy would love to creep in to the people of God. Get us sitting down out of what God wants for us when actually his plan is that we'd be blessed. Blessed is the one. Walking, standing, sitting. And all because perhaps... Maybe we just got a bit discouraged or something just got a bit off in the walk, right? Let me add a couple other thoughts to that. My friends who've been walking with Jesus a long time are kind of starting to consider myself in that category. It's been like 11 and a half years. So good. He was so good to me. So good to me. Walking with Jesus a long time, perhaps not being distinct, could look like you know, am I really walking in step with what the Holy Spirit wants for me right now? Am I really walking in step with the, the sharp, you know, what Holy Spirit is doing now? Or am I just doing the stuff that worked last year? Am I just like following my, my Bible reading routine? I smile at the cash register person. <laughs> I serve at church. Am I following the routine that worked last year or in the past? Or am I in step with the Holy Spirit? Am I distinct in that I am marked by following the Holy Spirit? Think about it. Are you on the, for lack of a better terminology, cutting edge of what the Holy Spirit wants for you? What he's doing here? And another thought. You know, like I said before, you know, this is an Old Testament scripture. It's from the Psalms. And we know that um, the Old Testament prophesies of Jesus who's coming, the one who's coming. He's amazing. And you know, we're on, kind of on the other side of that. We're in this new covenant church and this new covenant reality. We made new creations in Him. Thank you, Jesus, for what you have done for us. And there's something in particular about this season we find ourselves in with regards to distinction. And that is 
that we're distinct in that we're not just, you know, like good Christians and nice people, but we're distinct as people who are walking for the kingdom of God. We are people of the kingdom. We have a citizenship that's from heaven. Our job is to establish the kingdom on earth. It is the mandate to disciple nations. Like we can't get around that. Is the way you're following God distinct in that it's a kingdom work? Is it? The Lord so wants us, is so empowered, has so empowered us to be a kingdom people. That's part of our distinction. Amen. My second point tonight, let's read on in the scripture. So we've read verse one. We're going to read verse two, if you wouldn't mind. But, everyone say but. You can say it. It's in the Bible. Whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. My second point for us tonight is delight. Say delight. Friends, what has the delight of your heart? What is taking up the real estate of your inner world? The one who is blessed, the one who's like carrying who Jesus is, is the one who, whose delight is in the ways and the presence and everything about God. What's got the seat of delight in your life? Have, when's the last time you took the temperature of your heart? You know, we don't want to be too introspective and like get all down and stuff like that. I understand that, but I think there's, there's wisdom in like check yourself. <laughs> check yourself before you... <laughs> When was the last time you checked the temperature of the delight of your heart? Another word for delight is pleasure. What's got that place of like the pleasure and joy of your heart? Okay. Uh, in this house, you don't have to hang around here too long before you realize that one thing we really emphasize is, the, uh, is what is going on in the mind and the heart of us as people. We talk a lot about taking captive every thought and submitting it to Christ. We, take, we spend a lot of time talking about, you know, taking on the mind of Christ. For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. All of these ideas about what's happening in the inner world, and rightly so. Because if we follow the flow of this scripture here, it's like we've talked about actions. Don't walk in step with the wicked, stand in the waste and this, take it in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord. We know that action Speech, action, decisions all come out of this place here. Uh, the Proverbs says to watch over your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life. Are you watching over your heart? Your heart is precious. What is in there and what's running around in there is really, really important. That will set the trajectory of your actions and your, um, your walk with God. It's the way it is, yeah? So what's got the delight of your heart? What's got the delight of your heart? We were made for the delight and joy of God. He's so smart. In Colossians 3, set your mind on things above where Christ is. Philippians 4, um, think about all that's noble, pure and lovely. Over and over again, same thing. He knows what he's talking about. He knows that what has your heart is what will have your life. Amen. So in essence, friends, uh, a pretty simple message tonight, hey? But... As we'll read on a little bit further, it's, it's actually not complete yet. We could stop there and take home some great principles, some great principles like, okay, I actually need to think about how I'm walking. Is this really what God has for me? Some principles about, yeah, I actually need to think about what's going on in my inner world. Maybe I need to chat to someone, something like that. But it's actually incomplete. And I believe that there's a third piece that the Lord really wants to emphasize tonight. Can we read on? Go back to our, the scripture, verse three. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, 
which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. If we're to be a people who prosper, who don't wither, who, um, who yield fruit, we must be drawing and planted by the stream of God's presence. Jesus said, this, this just messed me up. Jesus said, and how amazing was Jesus when he walked the earth, turned the world upside down. He said, it is better that I go. It's better that I go because when I go, the Holy Spirit will come. That is huge. We're a people who are distinct and marked by the Holy Spirit of God himself. If we're to prosper, if we're to go forward in this call that the Lord has put on this, on this community, then we must be a people who are drawing from the stream of God's presence in every aspect of life. What place has the Holy Spirit got in your walk? How would you describe your relationship with the Holy Spirit? When was the last time you had a heart-to-heart with the Holy Spirit? He's it. He is it. He is the distinguishing mark of the church. His power, His, um, His empowerment, He's amazing. We can't do any of this unless we're drawing from God's presence. So let me, let me paint this picture for you if, just to get us thinking, right? So go back to Fikey over here. Go back to science, biology, year 11, dissecting things. Who's had to dissect things in biology before? Yeah. Imagine if God had used the picture of toads instead of trees. This would change this whole illustration dramatically. <laughs> Scalpeling toads wouldn't be the same, would it? He was wise in choosing plants. So if I was to take a spiritual scalpel, if you like, and I was to you know, pull open, dissect, pull open your life, where would I see the evidence in the stream of God's presence moving through your life? I don't say this to bring a condemnation or a heaviness. I, I say this to bring reflection. Where would I see? I would hope that I would see the space where you, where you sit before the Lord and make space to listen and pray. I would love to cut it open and see the space where you take to meditate on the Word of God. Meditation's good. Remember that verse 2? I'd love to see the space that you take, the stream of God's presence running in the space you take to meet with other believers who would encourage you, inspire you, and correct you as well. Heck, we need that sometimes, don't we? I'd love to see the space you make to be intentional about serving and, and helping those in need because Jesus said that whatever you do to the least of these, you do unto me. Ooh, seems pretty important. Where you make for worship. I could go on. There are so many um, practices and things that we can do in our pursuit of the law. We know that. But the, the essence is this. Where is the presence of God running through your life? Where is his presence running through? He's good. I believe that we're, you know, I believe that we're a community and a people who are to be marked and to perhaps take another step in our distinction what I felt when I was um, asking the Lord about this time last night, I felt a couple of things, part of my assignment. I felt like there were some people that um, had come into a place of discouragement. I felt like there were some people who were going, you know, something's just off, it's not working, but I don't really, I don't really know. And what I felt the Lord say was, you know, I like I said, I don't, I don't give this message so it becomes a work thing. There's no point in that. It's his empowerment that, that gives us that power to, for, for change and for growth and for, for fullness. 
But I, I felt like him say, you know, go again. I felt like him say, be bold again in pursuing that distinction. Go again. Believe again. It's time for us all, young people, younger people, older than younger people, <laughs> it's time for us all together where to step forward and be that distinct Holy Spirit kingdom establishing people that is called to be. This place, this Brisbane place is our responsibility. With the other believers here, it's our responsibility. We're called. Um, he wants us to be strong in Him. He wants us to take down the things that shouldn't be here and to bring forth His rule, His justice, His righteousness. This is our call. This is what this is what I long for. This is what I want. And because I'm here as like the YA community rep, this is what our young adults is about. Our young adults about is about, and I guess like our youth and, and our whole community, we're all about seeing the kingdom established here through everything that we do. Are you keen? Are you ready to establish the kingdom? Amen. He's so good. He's so good. Thank you, Jesus. So the distinction, delight, drawing from him. I feel like the kingdom isn't done with us yet. The kingdom isn't done with Brisbane yet. So let's go again, hey? Let's go again. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you so much for, I thank you so much for this community. I thank you that this is a community of people who have chosen to put your name above every other name in their lives. I thank you, Lord, that this is a community that has been commissioned to establish the kingdom on earth as in heaven, to do the work of Jesus and to represent him. Lord, and I just, I just take a step forward. I can, only, I can only do this for myself, but as a representative of this community, I take a step forward and say, you know, God, I want this. I want to see the kingdom established. I want to see everything that Jesus paid for done. In Jesus' name, God bless these people. Bless my brothers and sisters. And I just honor you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, everyone. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at info at glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.